This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the Good News Program, and the president of The Caring Place, here is Ronald Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the Good News Program, brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are The Caring Place here in South Florida, and I've been caring for the homeless and needy for one hundred years. Good morning. That's the first time I've been able to say that. This is 2022. Our ministry, The Caring Place, that's the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Center, started in 1922. So this year is our hundredth anniversary. And I've been here, by the way, my name is Ron Brummett. I'm the president of the organization. And what a joy it is to be here on Sunday mornings to tell you the good news. This program is called Mission Possible, the Good News Program, and we want to bring up some good news to you with all the doom and the gloom and the long lines of testing and uh, where to wear a mask, don't wear a mask, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, who do you sit with, how do you track, how do you get together, and we just had uh, a real time over the holidays of trying to get to, to different locations and planes being canceled and lives being turned up, but on this program... For the next hour, you're going to hear good news. You're going to hear about people in the community uh, besides uh, all the dangers that are out there, besides all the, the problems and the challenges have said, you know something, I still want to be able to help those less fortunate than myself. I want to help somebody that I see on the street. I want to see some mom that's fleeing domestic violence have a better future. And that's what we've been doing for 100 years. That's why I'm so happy to be here. In fact, some of you know my story, and I'm part of that 100-year celebration. And so we move in 2022 looking, and, and our mantra this year is that we're going to believe together that the best is yet to come. That means the best is yet to come for our nation uh, for our businesses, for our schools, and for our homes, and for each other. And, and again, that thread that kind of weaves everybody together is compassion, and that is followed by generosity. And generosity comes from our heart. It's not something that we have to do. We want to give. We want to help people. We've had tornadoes. We've had floods. We've had horrible um, weather conditions, and that people have lost their lives, especially during the holidays. But all through the year, it just compounded. It gets said for two or three days, and then something else um, even bigger or worse comes about. We've had mass killings, and and so we get so much of that. And again, uh, this this program was started over 10 years ago that we wanted to bring good news to people. In fact, this program started when we had the big recession. Some of you might not have been born then, uh, but it was 2008, and we had a great time at that time, even though it was hard we were still able to carry on services to the homeless and needy. And just as we've done in the last, really now going on our third year with the COVID, uh, we've been uh, sh snuckered down. We have been affected. Our centers have been affected. So we have to even more isolate those that have been that have been exposed. We have to quarantine those that have been uh, that have the virus. 
and are, and are recovering from it. And that means that we have to do all the social distancing in our cafeterias, in our dorms, in our living spaces, in our classrooms. And even taking new people in is, is difficult because are they positive? Are they not positive? Have they been vaccinated? Have they not been vaccinated? And so our clinics are running at the same time during the year, uh, during the week to make sure that people are uh, vaccinated or, or, or testing negative before they can enter our building. And, but we're going to do it. We still are going forward. We're still accepting new people. We're still seeing people, people come to us hurting, broken, uh, not sure what their future is going to be, but they just start getting that little glimmer when they come. And when people come, by the way, uh, that's a very important topic. What makes people come? Well, sometimes and most of the times, it's not because we have the best program or the best living, uh, best beds. And, you know, we have maid service or anything, which we don't. Uh, but it's because of the food. And I've been here, this is my 31st year. I cannot believe it. Uh, I've been here 31 years. And I, and I know that hope often begins with a meal. Hope often begins with a meal. You know, you can help us right now today uh, and help change lives. You know, when people come in, you just can't tell them about changing their life, getting off drugs, doing this, doing that. They're hungry. They're tired. They're dirty. They want a change of clothes. They need a shower. They need some hygiene products. Uh, some shampoo and some, you know, wash up and brush their teeth. And so when they come in, they're coming in for the food, but then they're going to meet our staff. They're going to meet some of our volunteers and they're going to see others that they used to run with on the street or some friends of theirs by somehow. And they're going to say, wow, look, do that to change life for this person. Maybe I can change. And so that first meal is so important. They get a shower, change of clothes. Um, they get someone to come by them. Can we help you? And they get their meal served with a smile. And uh, maybe it takes them many times. Uh, we don't just set a limit on how many times you can come and get get service. Of course, we don't want to feed you every single day. We want to see you make some kind of decision for the betterment. Uh, but that's how that often begins. And then they say, you know something? I want to get off the street. Can I come in and see one of your programs? And again, you can help in a very simple way by going to caringplace.org slash new year. That's caringplace.org slash new year. You know, today you can say, you know something, it's a new year. I haven't done this before, but I'm going to go to caringplace.org slash new year, and I'm going to invest in someone's life today. You know, for $2.10, that's one meal. So for 10, 10 meals is only $21. And I believe, and, I, and this has happened before, that to someone listening today, they might be able to do much, much more than that. It's not about the, the amount of gift. It's that you're a giver, that you want to help somebody out. And, and for, for $2.10, now that yeah, really, it really costs, if you want to put it out there, uh, probably over $5. But because we have people doing food drives, we have volunteers, some of our own clients, our residents are helping in the meal preparation, and we get donated uh, uh, items, that napkins and so on. So we do get help from the community in that way, and that's why we say for $2.10, they can have a meal. It's not just a crusty piece of bread. Uh, or some soup. It's a really delicious meal. When we have our outreaches throughout the year, like we just had for Christmas and Thanksgiving, they're good food. And it's something that the signature of us that when they get, they know they're hungry, uh, they're going to get a good food. And then also we have an outdoor feeding program, not just that the people that come indoors, but in our Miami centers, we have over 200 people every single day uh, that are getting nutrition. They're getting food and they're also getting a message, you know, and some of those will also come into the program. But we're there to help and to serve those in the greatest of need. Now, we have started and we do this every winter. Uh, I know it's not technically winter, but in a few weeks it will be the winter season. Uh, from January through March and April, we have our Hope Tote Hygiene product 
drive. And you can simply go to our website at caringplace.org and you'll see right there on the, on the screen, you can say it will be a hope token. What's a hope token? Well, we'll, you go to that page. We'll, you'll fill it out. We'll send you out bags, uh, that you can use to collect hygiene products. And, and, you know, you go to your local best store that you go to, look for the BOGOs, buy one, get one free. Get a toothbrush for yourself, toothbrush for somebody else, some, some, uh, some soap, so, uh, maybe a washcloth, a razor, some deodorant, anything for hygiene. And you put them in those purple bags. Uh, for small amounts, you can drop them off at one of our many locations listed at the website. Or if you have, if you get ambitious, and some people do, uh, they put out boxes at their business, they put boxes at their schools, they put boxes at their condos, and they'll, they'll put the pliers out that we can provide about hygiene products for those in need. And uh, you can fill them up and then we will come out and pick them up for you because that's a lot to take in. You know, I, I just it just warms my heart over the years. I've seen um, people get involved. You don't have to actually be in the center. You can do it to your neighborhood, to your church, to your place of worship and get them involved. Also pass out bags. And, and here we have moms bringing in 20 bags. And then when the kids get involved they get very uh ingenious they'll actually take out their wagon and go door to door and start asking people for hygiene products and and i see them come and i say wow what a great way to teach your children how to be givers how to take care of those in the greatest of need again go to caringplace.org you'll see right there our hope taupe hygiene product you know can you imagine yourself not brushing your teeth for a week or being able to to, to wash your face or even cleanse your shampoo your hair uh, so if you have the smaller items are so great, you know, the small um, shampoos you get from the motels and hotels and, and small little soaps, those are great, but we'll take anything and I'll hope to a campaign. So one way to start the new year right is go to caringplace.org slash new year, uh, invest in a person's life, a man, woman, or children with food that can help transform their lives. Well, God bless you. Again, this is a good news program. You're going to hear much more good news. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. And we have today with us on the phone, Jennifer and Mark, Director of Community Relations and Executive Director for Meals on Wheels. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Great, Leanne. Wonderful. Yay. It's nice to hear from you. Oh, my God. Uh, it's been a while. I know, I know, but it's awesome, awesome to have you both on the radio again. I know you want to share with us something special that's happening, but you know me. I always like to remind our listeners who we have and what you guys do. So tell everyone that's listening, tell us about Meals on Wheels. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for having us on again. So it's always so great to be on your show. Um, so Meals on Wheels, South Florida, everybody probably has heard of Meals on Wheels, but they don't necessarily know everything we do. Um, we serve 10,000 seniors with 1.2 million meals every year here in South Florida. And we have over 500 volunteers that are make it all possible. Um, they deliver meals to our homebound seniors. They work in our senior centers to give hot meals daily to uh, over 2,000 seniors a day. And they also... We provide meals for the pets of our homebound seniors, and that's all volunteer-driven. So we have a lot going on, and uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up this in March that Jennifer is probably going to talk to us about. Absolutely. Such an important work, right? Um, we love Meals on Wheels. We love what you guys do. I always tell you that. I always think, right, because we 
talked about it before, uh, elderly that come here to live in Miami and to retire in Florida, right? Miami, Broward County, you name it. I know you guys serve South Florida. Um, and, and maybe their families are in other states. Am I right? Is this something that you guys experience a lot? Absolutely. We get calls from all over the country, and you're exactly right. Folks come down here to retire, you know, sunny South Florida, um, and uh, they, their family is somewhere else in the country, and they're worried about them. So they give us a call, and a lot of times it's those family members that connect their parents or their grandparents with us here, and we're able to provide them not just meals, but we actually are volunteers when they go deliver the meal. They, they give them companionship and, and a safety check that, um, you know, that might be the only person these seniors see in any given week. And uh, so that not only benefits the seniors, but it also benefits their family. So they know that they're being taken care of and, and looked after. I love it. So important. And, and so I know what is going on in March, the whole entire month of March. What are you guys doing, Jennifer? Yes. Um, the annual March for Me celebration actually commemorates a very historic day in March 1972 when President Nixon signed into law the Older Americans Act, which provides a national nutrition program for seniors over the age of 60. So every March, Meals on Wheels programs across the country celebrate Meals on Wheels and join forces to really show the importance of the meals we provide, the safety checks we provide, and really garner support needed to ensure that these critical programs can continue to address food insecurity, malnutrition, um, combating social isolation, enabling independence, and overall improving the health of our seniors for years to come. So we're very honored to celebrate the 50th anniversary this year of the Older Americans Act being signed into law. And so how can our listeners be a part of that? The best thing to do is volunteer your time because when you volunteer your time, you see the importance of Meals on Wheels. You see that connection. There's always a need for volunteers, whether it's out in the field delivering meals to our seniors, helping out in the office. There's always a safe and secure way to deliver to our seniors and people can donate their time, they can make financial contributions, and they can always visit our website to learn about more or give us a call. They can visit our website at mealsonwheelssouthflorida.org or they can give us a call at 954-731-8770 and inquire about all the programs we have to offer. And of course, when we talk about volunteers, I mean, I always, uh, at the Caring Place, we're always welcoming uh, volunteers and also their children, you know, their, their significant others, you name it. So I'm, I'm thinking when you guys are delivering the items, young adults would be allowed to volunteer with their parents. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, volunteers under the age of 18 will need to be accompanied by the, an adult, um, whether it's their older brother, sister, or uh, caregiver. Um, and there's also a lot of different volunteer opportunities. You can volunteer once a month for our Meals for Pets program. A lot of families do that because it's on a Saturday and it's a, it's kind of a two hour commitment on one day, uh, one Saturday a month, or you can volunteer, you know, to deliver every week. So there's a lot of different opportunities there. 
what a great way to to teach right our our younger generations to care for other people right i mean instilling that that moment that lesson that hey this is this is what it looks like to care for someone else that otherwise would be who knows right when you guys mentioned safety check i know the meals are so important but that safety check making sure that that person is okay right um you know tremendous job now when it comes to the march uh, the whole month of march so there is not a specific date. This is for the whole month of March. You guys are asking for more support, volunteers, right? Correct, yes. And we celebrate the month by doing different things online. We have social media posts that are pre-approved by Meals on Wheels America that we put out on all of our social channels to increase awareness. We'll send out e-blasts to the community, letting them know about it and letting them know how they can get engaged in their own community. You know, even if you don't live in Florida, you can still get involved with your local Meals on Wheels chapter. So it's a nationwide campaign. So it's really exciting to see all the Meals on Wheels chapters participating in the same event for this entire month. So next week, when March 1st comes, we'll be kicking it off and just really honored and, and thrilled to be able to serve our seniors in this way. Yeah, and we're also inviting um, elected officials to come and deliver meals with us. It's a little, you know, we're getting a little bit back to normal post-COVID-ish, um, but, but one thing that's really great with the March for Meals campaign every year is to have elected officials come and see the folks that are homebound and deliver a meal to them and they really get a feel for what, what we're all about. Absolutely. Now, tell me some of the stories, I mean, some of the feedback of how the people that you're helping, uh, some of the things that you hear from them or from their families. Oh, gosh, there's, there's so many stories. And, uh, so many, I know. I know. How do you pick um, one? <laughs> you know, I, I, the one that always comes to the top of my head is one of our clients that does, I, I, I know her very well and her volunteers. Her volunteers... Um, do her shopping for her, um, as well as bring her meals, but they also are shopping volunteers. And they started, it's a, it's a father and daughter. They started when the, the daughter was in grade school. Um, that was 14 years ago. And they still, she's in college now, and they still do her shopping. And last Christmas, um, this client is completely blind. So she, she got a, her set of challenges but last christmas they bought her an alexa and she loves that thing she calls me all the time and she's talking to alexa while she's talking to me and she's getting like showing her favorite songs and all kinds of stuff but um they become such like family to that is to this so client. special you develop a bond i mean you're bonding with these individuals and I mean, when when I think of what you're doing is, is, you know, kind of like what we're doing with our residents. They graduate, they leave the program. We continue to be in touch with them, right? You don't want that connection to be lost because uh, it's so important to establish these relationships. I mean, you're telling me this lady is blind. I mean, right? I mean, how important it is to have people around her that care for her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And she, I mean, she has no family either. She lives by herself. And, you know, she, she's an amazing woman. She used to be a school teacher and she's just uh, amazing. So wonderful. Yeah. Now, I know there's so much to do at Meals on Wheels. So please, Jennifer or Mark, give us the website. I, we want to have the website where we can go and look at everything you guys are doing, not just for the month of March. Absolutely. Our website is MealsOnWheelsSouthFlorida.org, or they can call us at 954-731-8770. Social media? 
You can look look us up. We're on Moso Flow because Moso Flow is shorter, or you can just search Meals on Wheels South Florida, and we'll come up on all the social media channels. Love it. Thank you so much. You guys know we love you. Uh, keep up the great work, and March is going to be great for you guys. Thank you so much. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Reach Centers. Super excited to have one of our supporters, also my friend, El Montero, uh, mortgage broker. How are you doing, El? Hi, Leanne. Thank you for having me here today. Always a pleasure to come by and see how we can continue to help the community together and uh, grow, uh, grow together for our betterment, for everyone's betterment. You are just so good at what you do, and you are so good at helping the community. I mean, you have one of the biggest hearts for giving that I've known in many, many years. And I want to thank you before we go into detail about you. I want to thank you so much for always being present, for always, every time that we need something, every time that we do an event, especially with women and children, which you know that's like my baby almost. I hear you. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And, and you are always present, always doing beautiful and amazing things for the women and children. So thank you, thank you, thank Thank you so much. Uh, tell us about El Montero, the broker, the mortgage broker. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, luckily, I've been in the real estate industry itself for the past 22 years, and I have seen many people reach their dream of home ownership in many different ways. Um, one for themselves, for other family members, building upon that, really building to build wealth for their families and leaving it forward for future generations. And I think that's the important thing, as we just mentioned, about making it for the betterment of everyone. Um, as myself in real estate and in the mortgage industry now, I can tr certainly tell you that there unfortunately is a lot of myths out there as to what it takes to become a homeowner. What does it take for me to pay my mortgage, not someone else's mortgage? How do I build wealth? How can I go from one property to two? How do I become an investor? How can I build on that American dream that we all seek? So I'm proud to say that within this industry, I'm able to show people how they can take that first step for themselves and then take that step to become an investor and build from there. So luckily, um, there's lots of different avenues in this uh, industry where one can get assistance to buy a property for the first time to help with their closing costs. There's many different programs. It does not take 20% down to become a homeowner. Uh, maybe an investor, yes, but to become a homeowner for yourself with as little as three or three and a half percent you can own a property for yourself. And this is only, you're only giving them a bit of education here. I mean, I've seen you with your clients. I follow you in social media everywhere. And, and I know that you are, you have that human, um, you know, part of you that you're so close to the people that you're helping, right? So how wonderful to feel that you're getting that education. So how can people find you? How can they get in touch with you to make that dream a reality? Absolutely. Well, I'm very easy to reach. I can be reached out on my cell phone. Give me a call. Text me 786-385-9638. Again, that's 786-385-9638. I'm with The Truth About Lending, and I'm here to tell you the truth about lending. Hold your hand from step one to step 10. 786-385-9638. 
And if you're driving, if you couldn't get that information, I said it at the beginning and we have it for all of our guests. I have all of Ale's information. So in case you didn't get it because you're driving, you couldn't write it down. You call the mission. You call the Miami Rescue Mission. You ask for Leanne and I'll give you all of the information for her. Um, I have had talks with Ale where I, I leave the conversation knowing more. So if anything for the education, the information that you need in order to be closer to buying that home, just give her a call. Thank you so much, Elle, for joining us this morning. Thank you, Leanne. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having the opportunity to serve you, the mission, and everyone in the community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, everyone knows that our program concentrates on people who are making a difference in the community, but we always make sure you hear a story of a life change and people who have maybe started out very hurting Uh, going through a tremendous difficulty, but then on the other end, there is that light at the end of the tunnel, and it's a good one. And so today, I'm so happy to have with us one of our graduates, uh, alumni, who is just uh, one of, bursting at the seams to tell his wonderful story. Uh, so I'm going to welcome Joseph uh, to the program today. So thank you, Joseph, for being with us. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, let's go back to the very beginning. Um, what really uh, brought you to uh, the Miami Rescue Mission. So let's give our listeners that that part of the story first. Yes, well, um, my life, uh, I was like a functioning addict. Uh, I had nice jobs, good careers, you know, in line and everything. But eventually, uh, the constant use of drugs, eventually it did catch up with me. Uh, After uh, my life kind of spiraled out of control, I was incarcerated, uh, living on the streets, um, you know, eating out of garbage cans, uh, stealing out of stores just to uh, survive. And, uh, and how long was that? Would you say that that was part of your life? This was a part of my life for maybe about 20 years. For about Ooh. 20 years, I was doing this. That's a long time. Yes. and uh, Now you had jobs in between that time? Yes, I had jobs in between that time, but, you know, like I said, my life with drugs, you, you know, it was a constant on and off battle. You know, I was constantly doing good for a period of time, and all of a sudden I kind of relapse and fall back. And uh, after my last stint in jail, you know, my last period when I was incarcerated, my family had turn you know i understand what they did why they did it and uh, i just didn't have nowhere to go and i was tired mm-hmm. of sleeping on the streets and uh and one day uh a friend of mine say hey man let's go i'm gonna take you to this place even though i was living all the way in the southwest and i'm like man i'm not going to miami i don't know nobody up in miami and then i you know i said that might be a good change for me just to get away and uh he introduced me to uh the miami rescue mission and uh I came here and I stayed at first. I didn't like it, but uh, the, the challenges and the different adversities and the you know different goals that they instilled in me, you know, I stayed here and um, and I, I graduated. I graduated in I believe 2009. And, but that uh, didn't stop the story. No, that that definitely didn't stop the story because here at the mission, you have an opportunity to do a couple different things. Uh, either you can go to school or find a job or, or continue whatever career you want to go. And my goal was to go to school. I, I wanted to go to school so I can be able to reach back and give to those who kind of went 
through what I went through. Well, let's not skip too far ahead because uh, we're going to kind of tell that more toward the end there. Let's talk a little bit. What really happened when you were at the Miami Rescue Mission? Well, while I was at the Miami Rescue Mission, the first the first (laughs) the first week I came here, uh, you know, they welcomed me in. You know, they welcomed me in. It it was so pleasing and it was just amazing because I was dirty, stink, smelling and and didn't have a dime in my name, nor clean clothes. Uh, They welcomed me in. I, you know, they, they fed me. I had a roof over my head. I had clean water. I had a change of clothes, and, and I had a place to stay. And that was that was a significant part right there, just to welcome me and they, in. And of course, you had to go back to school while you were at the mission. Yes, yes. While yeah, the education center, the education center center was a was another key factor which kept build up my little, you know, small components just to get my little reading and writing arithmetic back in track again so I can start thinking on the right level again and, uh, you know, just gave me enough time to kind of get my thinking abilities so correct. So while you were here and when did the decision come that you wanted to take social work? And we're going to go to a break, so say it fast. Okay. What what made you decide uh, oh, social work? Well, social work, just like I said, I want to be able to give back. And that's what social workers do is to reach out to those that are in need. And, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to give back to someone who's in need and, you know, just let my life be a testimony. Well, we're going to come back just right after the break. And, Joseph, you're going to tell our listening audience how you went forward to become uh, what you are today. And uh, I, we, we want to really let them know that you've got something great to say. So come back with us in just a moment. Well, we're back with Joseph and the rest of his story because he came into the Miami Rescue Mission after being homeless on and off for over 20 years. That is a very long time, sometimes functioning as an addict and having a job and then other times finding himself on the streets, as he said, eating out of a garbage can, which is very hard to imagine, especially when I'm sitting here looking at him right now and and knowing that he has his life together. So, Joseph, let's pick up the story. Uh, You graduated graduated the Miami Rescue Mission. You had gone through the education here. Of course, you had your case management job skill training here. Back on track, off of drugs, and you decided that you wanted to go on into social work, and so you have something great to say. What are you graduating from right now? Right now, I'm currently graduating from Barrow University with my master's degree in social work. Wow, your MSW. That is not easy. That is a very difficult thing to go through. So, what made you keep pressing on to, well, to do this? Just I, I, you know, I come by here and visit, you know, periodically at the Miami Rescue Mission, and I, I see a lot of people that are still hurting, uh, people that are still in the streets, and and it's still always a need to be able to give them some support, and I just want to be part of that to be able to reach back and you know help those that are in need. And and you understand it, I. I mean, you can come across from that viewpoint when people say, because when they look at you, you look like a professional. <laughs> I mean, you have all the look. You the, you, you look fantastic. Yeah. I wish sometimes radio could be also, you know, a little bit of television yeah. because I wish people could see you sitting here. Mm. It's amazing. It, uh, you look like someone who's a CEO of a company or, wow. you know, you got Thank it all you. together. <laughs> and you're giving back to the community and you're a taxpaying citizen now. Yes. Um, and here you came from the story of over. For 20 years yeah. now see people think people out on the streets oh 20 years there's no help or mm-hmm. there's no hope mm-hmm. for someone like that but you're the proven example of that so as you 
are going to be talking to people. How do you think that's going to impact them as you reach out to them as a social worker? I think as a social worker, for number one, at my age of ripe age of 55 and, you know, gaining my master's degree, I just want to be able to tell them that it's never too late. You know, regardless of how old you may be or whatever your condition may be, it's never too late to to educate yourself, even to reach back and help those. So that's going to be one of my main goals is just to just to stand and just say, look at me, you know, I survived at this age and I'm, I'm not giving up. And, you know, and that's another key is just never give up regardless of, of whatever you may be experiencing and never give up. That's the key. And I'm sure somebody's listening right now who is either they're experiencing going through, oh, my gosh, my life is spiraling out of control. It's hopeless and there's no hope for me. Um, if you really know Joseph's story, you mm. you might have some hope because yes. he was one of those that mm-hmm. thought that way and his family thought that way yes um on the other hand you may have a family member that you know uh that you think that um is just no hope for that person mm-hmm. either now if you're counseling someone uh let me ask you so would you kind of wait for that card to pull out of the hat before you tell them and get into the counseling session a little bit and then wait for that moment when they say well you really don't understand because <laughs> you couldn't understand what it is to be on the street yes uh because as i was doing my internship that's what i do sometimes i i you know that's one of the first things they act they teach us to do is to listen they have good listening skills and as I'm listening to them, I, I listen to them go through the whole stint of their story. And they, and that's one of their favorite lines is, you don't understand. You you didn't smoke crack cocaine. You didn't do this. And, and I just sit back and I smile. When they're finished, I tell them my whole story, everything that I've done, and they just be amazed. Do they see? Do they feel hope then? They, they feel hope. They, they, they receive some hope, and they, they have a little belief now because they said if I did it, they know they're capable of doing it just as well. And they know that you can lead them in the right way. Well, Joseph, it's been wonderful having you on the show thank you for sharing your story you are amazing and we're so happy and proud of you as an alumni of the miami rescue mission and also now as a graduate of barry university god bless you thank you wow what a great testimony you know that's what it's all about in our centers in south florida that's in miami and broward uh this is our hundredth year this is our centennial year i can't believe i'm saying it last year was the big 99 in 2022 it's our 100th anniversary of help you know we can't do all that we do every day without the support of our donors our prayer partners our business and and others and also we we want to thank the um the broward homeless initiative partnership we have a agreement with them for our hollywood center and also the miami-dade homeless trust we've been working with them for years you know it's all about a continuum of care it's not just about us there's other many other uh agencies that are fighting and to end homelessness and that goes from mental health agencies to other centers uh to providers and so it's really all of us doing this but for us I am so tickled. I am so proud. I've been here 31 years, and uh, I know that's a long time, but I've met so many wonderful pe- people over the course of these years, and our and our people that support us are very, very special. You know, you can help change a life like Victor today. It's very simple. You can go to caringplace.org slash new year, and this is a way to start the new year Maybe a little differently. Maybe you have your New Year resolutions. And I would add, put, put you on that resolution, so if you haven't already, to become a volunteer. That's something that's close to your heart. 
you know, we'd love to have you here when you come to volunteer at any of our centers. Um, we try to match up your skills with, with volunteerism. So many people like to cook and, I mean, like to help us cook and serve the meals. We always love that. Uh, as long as you're welcome, you can open up cans and, 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 and handle a knife and, and serve a, a, a tray of food with a, with a smile on your face. That's what we need. But there's many ways to get involved. We need people to do landscaping projects, painting projects. You know, we take a, our people are in our, in our buildings and they just take a lot of wear and tear. Uh, we would love plumbers to come in and help us. If you have a trade, we can put it to work. We always are looking for people. So you can go to our website at caringplace.org and look for the volunteer opportunities there. But an easy way is just simply go to that caringplace.org slash new year. For $2.10, you can provide one meal for someone in great need. And that one meal, I say hope often begins, Camille, can really transform someone's life. You know, people come here. You, you, it's not just because we have a tremendous uh, staff, a great program. We take people that, that are off the streets with nothing, and we can help them all the way through their education, get help them get their GED, that's their high school uh, diploma if they don't, help them with getting ready for college. Some of our, our residents and our graduates go to college for further training or get them into a skills-based uh, training program where they can become a skill like a maintenance person or, or something else. And, and, and survive and, and not just survive, but thrive at a, at a, at a good, um, pay rate. And so those are, those are the things that we do, but it's not just because they, they want to get a great job. Uh, when they come through our doors, mainly it's because they're hurting and they're, they need something to eat. And that's why our meals program, our meals a month program, our partners are so vital. Two dollars and ten cents. And I'm believing that there's somebody out there that can do much more than just $21. It's happened before, and I call it the wow factor. Uh, we appreciate everybody. We're not, you don't, not on a different level because you can give more, but when you can, God's put that in your spirit that you can give more to help more people, and that's what it's all about. And another way you can help us, and especially as we start the new year, uh, is that we having our annual Hope Tote Hygiene Drive. So you go to caringplace.org, you'll see a big banner there for Hope Totes. And what is that? Well, those are purple bags that we will send out to you and you fill them with hygiene products, you know, uh, some soap, uh, maybe a washcloth, deodorant, shave, shave creamer and a, and a, sh and a razor and, and other items that you would use for hygiene products. Can you imagine not brushing your teeth? Uh, but you're putting toothbrush and toothpaste, of course, but not brushing your teeth for a week or not combing your hair or not washing your hair. It, it's quite daunting. So this is another way that we can help the homeless on a daily basis and through our outreaches. Go to our website at caringplace.org. Look for the uh, hygiene tote drive to learn more about it. Well, God bless you. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.